This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Tackling Life Podcast with the great Ray Lewis and me, Dr. Christian Conti. It's a success podcast that tackles life through the lessons of sports. Coming off of Thanksgiving weekend, nice long weekend. Ray, how was your Thanksgiving? Hey, Doc. I had probably one of the best Thanksgivings ever, man. You know, mom has been really going through some challenging times, you know, losing her older sister and stuff. So she's been away from home. For a while, man. So to have her back home and um, sit around with the fam, sit around with all the grandkids, all the kids, it was a really, really good time, man. How was yours? Oh, that's that's beautiful to hear for you. I, I, same thing for me. My wife uh, cooked some food that was just out of this world, and we had our families that got together. So it's a beautiful time with family. It really is. So I enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, man. Good stuff, man. That's it. We, uh, <clears throat> I tell you, you know, when you when you sit down, it's funny because when you sit down and and you think about Thanksgiving and you think about all these things that you should be sharing, man, it's crazy the things that you know you have to turn on TV and you have to you have to oh my gosh, doc, you have to look and change your mood immediately, right? Mm-hmm. Because of all the things that's being shown, man, right now, and and you know I, I think today I think today should be you know, kind of a reflection on, on, on where we are as a country and, and, and the things that, you know, we're starting to not only entertain, but really become desensitized to, um, you know, if we can, you know, really jump into some things like that. Well, you're right. Uh, look, I think we, we didn't set out and we're not a, a news podcast, but you can't help but look at what's going on in the world around us right now. And, you know, even today, it's a really scary story coming out of Ohio State where uh, we there was an active shooter. There were seven, eight people sent to the hospital. Um, it's a really, really scary situation when you think about sending your children to a college campus, thinking everything's going to be safe and that these types of incidences continue to happen. Um you know, as you say, we're coming off Thanksgiving of time of family and, and peace and get together. And this is the kind of stuff we turn on and see. You know, I think, you know, so let's kind of jump into this, Doc, because, you know, this is a, this is some of the stuff that's that's really uh, it's really bothering me, like how as how how easy it is in today's time. I know all the gun laws and all these different things. 
you know, but it, it, it bothers me how easily accessible um, these people can get guns, these illegal guns off the streets and you can go on the internet and buy guns. Doc, you can go so many ways mm-hmm. to buy guns, but, but, but I, you know, you know, just the gun thing is one thing, but the mentality of waking up and saying, I'm going to go forget me being depressed myself. I'm going to go just shoot random people who I don't know. Maybe I know them, but I'm just going to shoot them just because. Right. It's like people have to take down others with their pain. Um, and it's become common. It's become something that's too common. Um, but this is, this is not psychologically. It's not uncommon that people want to bring others down when they're hurting. So, you know, I always say life's on a continuum, but this is a far end of the continuum where people feel like, look, I'm, I'm going to hurt myself. So I'm going to end up taking down a bunch of people with me and people don't realize. And I don't think people realize everything that's going on, the world that exists inside every human being's mind. I mean, think about how many families are affected by this. Bro, but, but see, so, so, so that's the point here. And this is the point I, I think we would love our listeners to engage in because I don't think, I don't think we're living in a country that actually thinks anymore. And I'm not, and I'm not putting everybody in one basket, but I'm saying, you know, all of these random acts of violence, um, you know, you go all the way back to Sandy Hook, you go all the way back to Orlando, um, the, the, you know, the nightclub shoot. Now mm-hmm. you come to, you know, you, you, you remember the movie theaters and all these different places. And now you go on a campus who, who I thought just won, you know, one of the biggest games in, in, in collegiate history, you know, beat Michigan this weekend. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, everybody's probably happy coming back from Thanksgiving and just enjoying themselves. And then somebody just wakes up and says, let me ruin people's lives forever. Forever, you know, and and I, forever, Doc, and 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 I want you to really help me out with this because I think where I'm struggling at is how we as a country, how are we, how are we, how have we allowed morally to let the music that's being played be played now? How have, how have we morally allowed the TV? Oh my gosh, the things that's seen on TV right now. How are we allowed that doc morally in a country where if, if our kids are our future, how do we help our kids if all they see is this tragedy? Uh, listen, I, this is something I'm very passionate about talking about. Um, we master what we practice and it is absolutely um, mind-blowing to me that people don't recognize on a wider scale that if we are constantly going to play video games with a first-person shooter, we are training a group of young people. We're training a generation of people to understand how to be desensitized to point a weapon at someone and pull a trigger. And this is, this is exactly what's happening with these first person shooter games. This is what's exactly happening when we're watching these movies and seeing this violence. We think that it has no, and I, and I'm with you. I agree. I'm not saying this is everybody, but I think we're making some generalizations as groups. And I think that's fair to do. I think that's what sociology is all about. But I think there are, as a group, we are allowing ourselves to take in so much violence that it's becoming acceptable to us. 
And I, and I think people like you and I, and I think there are a lot of people that stand with us, need to be able to continue to stand up and say it's not acceptable. Well, I think I think reason why it's not acceptable because it's more fearful of when you're raising kids now. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I mean, you're you're raising your kids to 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 be morally connected to something, right? And right. and 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 now, you know, just like you said, you know, you have these video games, Doc, who who teaches kids and people how to violently shoot somebody assassination style in the head mm-hmm. like and and they watch them drop and guess what they do if they lose enough men they start their game over again doc yep but guess what but guess what in real life there is no starting over uh, and, and, uh, and 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 go ahead yeah, that's, I, I, because that's, that's it that's that's me. hitting the nail on the head right there i believe because I see this all the time in the prisons I go in. I believe that people think there is some restart button. I think a lot of times I see guys who just get sentenced to life in prison and they come in there and they think that this is some sort of fantasy. Like as almost as if, okay, this is going to be over. I'll do this little stint here in prison and I'll be done. And, and I have to sit with them and say, no, this is a life sentence. Like you're not getting out of here for what happened. And to watch people break down when that reality hits them. It's like, it's like nothing I've ever witnessed before, but when I sit in front of people and, and when they really, it's just me and them and they recognize the full weight of a life sentence because of something that they did. And I think you hit the nail on the head. People believe in our psyches that there's this quick reset button and there's not a reset button when it comes to the damage that we do to other people. Which is, which is back to my point. And, that, and, and that's why I want my listeners to really help us and I want them to, to, to really, you know, tune in and hit me on my social media, hit me on my Twitter, you know, my Facebook, whatever, Instagram, whatever you need to, because I'm trying to figure out how, how we as a country, morally, how have we allowed all of these things that we know 100% does not help our children? And if that, and if, and if you know it does not help our children, then how can we possibly allow people to constantly do movies that, oh, are so degrading to certain races that it's almost embarrassing mm-hmm. to watch certain movies? It's embarrassing to listen to certain music and the things that's going on. And it's even more embarrassing, like we're talking about now. To walk in and your sons and your kids have headphones on and they're and they're videoing themselves shooting all of these people in war like war is a game. It it, it is. Listen, <sighs> listen. There's a uh, a producer, Quentin Tarantino, who's praised all over for his movies. So he makes these great, wonderful movies. Everybody flocks to the movie theaters if Quentin Tarantino is going to make a movie. I have a different perspective on the movies that this man's made because I literally met someone who acted out the torture that he showed in a movie that he learned from a Quentin Tarantino movie. So I don't think that Quentin Tarantino ever realized when he set out to do this, he thinks... 
probably, oh, I'm making art, and this is just art, and what's the big deal? I get to have freedom of speech, say and show anything I want. I don't think he realizes what it was like for the person who was tortured via the way that this person did it to them because he watched this movie and thought, I just want to be like this person in this movie. I don't think that we recognize what we put out there in society, and I think there's a responsibility to what we put out there in society. Yeah, I think the responsibility, I think the responsibility, honestly, Doc, I think it starts from the head. You know, we talk about all the, who, who's the next president and who's going to be this and who's going to be that. I mean, I think whether you're Democrat or Republican, whoever you are, the bottom line is if you're in control of our country, then it is your duty to get us back under control mm-hmm. because we have lost full control. Doc, let me tell you something. You, you know, we're up under the same Constitution right now that Thomas Jefferson wrote. Thomas Jefferson was a slave owner, Doc. Mm. So so it's impossible for us to have the same gun laws mm. that are still existing today that Thomas Jefferson wrote way back in the 1800s. Mm. And, and, and so and so and, and you ask yourself, right, about the gun violence and all of the things that we're starting to see. But then when you when you slow down to think about it, if if somebody doesn't do something to slow us down, the world won't have a problem with ending because we're going to make sure it ends on how we are so vicious towards each other. Yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. Well, you're right. I think the viciousness is overwhelming and I think that we can talk about the the group things and the big things that need to happen and I think those conversations need to happen and we'll continue to do that but we'll take a quick break when we come back I think we really need to hit on for our listeners the one person that they can control and that's themselves so we'll be right back after this this show is supported by State Farm insurance is a part of any solid financial plan making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. All right, we're back and we are, I mean, we're talking about heavy stuff, yes, but we're also talking about real life stuff that's happening right happening right now. And that's the whole reason why we call this podcast Tackling Life, because that's what we're doing. We're trying to tackle life. And before the break, we're talking about some of the big things and how do we let this country, how do we let our world get to the spot that it's in and then... I believe, at least from my perspective, that it all comes back down to the individual, the listener, you out there who are listening right now. You're the only person you can control. I'm the only person I can control. And I think that that with this awareness comes responsibility. And when you're a parent, uh, when you are a leader and you understand the effects that if you look, if you want to have someone be good at piano, you have them practice piano. If you want somebody to be good at sports, you haven't practiced sports. If you want to be good at having peace in your life, you have to practice peace. You have to practice peaceful habits. And that's something I think that we need to do as a society in our world. And I think we need to do it as individuals. 
Man, that that rose me into my next thing I wanted to tell you about. So Aretha Franklin is probably one of the greatest artists of all time. Mm -hmm. And she sings the national anthem this past weekend for the Vikings and Lions game. And, Doc, I thought it was one of the most touching performances I've ever witnessed in my life. Nice. I thought what it I thought what it did to us was it brought back what our country was all about. Mm. The brave, the proud, right? And mm. and I saw these comments, Doc, and it hurt my heart because I saw these comments and I, I read this article about all it talked about was how long the national anthem was. <laughs> and I'm sitting there saying to myself, are you that selfish that you can't take five minutes out of your whatever busy schedule that you have going on to sit down and listen to one of the greatest artists we will ever see? <laughs> Right. That's why I always tell people a great name is rather chosen. All of the riches of the earth, in this earth, because some people think what they put on pen and a pad makes them great. But what actually makes you great is when you can impact people. And what Aretha Franklin done the other day, man, let me tell you, when I tell you should be applauded. And, 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 and when you hear the people, oh, why she's taking so long and she's going four or five minutes and doc, it shows you. That people really, you know, we have gotten to a place to where we don't appreciate nothing good, classy, and anything that takes time. We don't appreciate it. We want everything fast. Everything right? fast. Everything and, fast. Yeah. And, you know, um, and I didn't get to see that, so I, I can't speak about it, but I love listening to you speak about it. Um, I'm sure it was beautiful. And I think that what you just said can resonate with somebody, whether they saw it or not, which is we do seem to be in a place where if something takes more than a split second, uh, I see people getting frustrated with their phones. If I, you know, you have to understand the messages. Your technology is going to space to some satellite and back down to your phone. If it takes too long, people get upset. So you're right. I think, and I, I like the way you phrase that is what's out of your busy schedule. Wasn't that before a game? So aren't there people there to be at a game in the first place? Um, but yeah, it comes back to those expectations on impulse got to happen. I have to have what I want when I want it right now. And that, that affects all of us. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, I told you, man. I mean, it, it brought me, I got very emotional, um, listening to Aretha saying this. And, and when you saw the soldiers' faces and all of the soldiers across this world, I think the one thing that I do the most, Doc, is I pray for their families the most mm. because they're not lending a car for somebody to test drive and bring back. They're lending a father. They're lending a husband. Mm. They're lending a brother. They're lending someone that may, may pick up a phone call and may not. Mm. And, and I don't know if we think about the kids. When I'm listening to this song, I'm thinking about these kids, man. And this one Marine, his eight-year-old son made this whole thing for him, man, and my heart hurts right now. 
he made this thing for him coming because he was supposed to come home. And Doc, he never made it home. Mm. And this eight-year-old, for the rest of his life, because his father had a duty, had a duty to protect our country. He ain't coming home no more, Doc. Right. Yeah, and, right. and in this physical life, and in this physical life, what that done for me, what Aretha Franklin song done for me is it 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 took my level of respect on a totally different level for anybody that's connected to any service in this country that protects us. And and so I just really wanted to bring that up, man, because well, I, I, I thought that was something. Yeah, yeah and I have a I have kind of have a story to piggyback off that. That is, um, it's a pretty frustrating story that I saw. But there was a, a father of a soldier who was killed. This this military war hero, this young man was was this young this soldier was killed in Afghanistan. So this father and the family were flying out to pick up the remains, and their flight was delayed. So the, there was, they had a flight before Phoenix, I guess, that, that would have had him maybe miss the flight that he needed to be able to pick up his son. So, you, you know, the remains of his son who fought and died for this country. So anyway, the pilot on the airline made an announcement to the passengers. He said, uh, can everybody please remain seated so we can let this special military family exit the aircraft first? And then what happened next was pretty disgusting. Some passengers in first class began to boo and complain and say things like, uh, I paid for first class for this. Like this is, this is, you know, this is what I get. Um, so just the level of ignorance, um, and not recognizing, as you just said and described that little eight year old boy. And this is even a different story, but a man who gave his life for this country, for that freedom for people to be able to be sitting in that first class seat. And that's the level of respect people give is, hey, this is this is interfering with my life. You know, I can't get off the plane a few minutes uh, earlier. And that's what I had expected. So I, I really think that it's important for people to realize that that ignorance is all around us. And it's not just a certain group of people. And I think this is the part that gets me really passionate about bringing awareness to people and mindfulness to people is I think we all individually need to be aware of how we may in fact be show ignorance towards certain people or in certain situations because we need to take control of it. Yes, we need to be upset about it when we see it, but also we need to think, wait a minute, are there ways in which I'm hurting other people or I'm be you know, I'm not being fully understanding of other people. But yeah, that story kind of piggybacks off what you were saying. Yeah, that's good because here's I think here's some of the lessons that I want to leave and 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 that is, I want people to really start practicing this. Don't don't sit around and watch people be disrespectful to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like like we have a we have a duty. I I was raised country man, and you know, and my next door neighbor, if they saw me doing something wrong, they could beat my behind, <laughs> and then t- and then tell my. My parents, when I got home, what I did, and then I got another beat, right? <laughs> like, 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 I'm just, like, I'm just saying, bro. We we have to. The only way we give our kids a fair chance, if we teach them true integrity and true morals, mm-hmm. and that's what some of these stories are about, right? When we think about 
you know, why I think morally, that's why I keep going back to morals because everybody shouldn't have a voice, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody shouldn't be able to able to speak, but that's what, that's what social media has allowed now. And, and, and anybody can speak, but you know, I tell people all the time, you know, from the books I read, you know, they say even a fool is counted wise until he opens his mouth. Right. So all you got, right. So all you got to really do is listen to someone. And that's why I tell people all the time. And, and this is another nugget for social media. If you want to defeat social media, don't read it. <laughs> don't look at it. Like, oh my gosh, like people who really post stuff and like think you're going to go through and read all of this garbage. But then you understand how much evil is in this world. So then you have to ask yourself, are you actually entertaining evil when you think about when somebody posts something crazy and you respond to that? <laughs> Listen, keep moving. But the bottom line is we have to do a better job in really po- policing ourselves as a country. Because I think, honestly, man, to, to, to get us where we you know need to be as a country, we need to change a bunch, a bunch of the rules and laws from the top down. Right. And not just, you know, just say, oh, that's OK. That's OK. Because because it's not OK. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and if it's one thing that I'm seriously, you know, it's all these challenges we do. And I get it for all the challenges. They're, they're for great causes. But I think it's one challenge that I want to throw out to every media outlet across this world. I want to see if every media outlet can take 30 days and not post or report nothing negative. (laughs) Don't tell me about another rapist. Don't tell me about another drug scene. Don't tell me about another murder. Don't tell me about another none of that. Go and do some real homework and find some good people who's doing great things and let's report on people who's doing great things in our country instead of all of this devilish things that we're showing on all this. Yeah, and then you're going to hear people, well, drama sells, drama sells. The hell with drama, right? You just said it. If you live out peace, peace will find you. If you live out happiness, happiness will find you. And, and sooner or later, we got to hold these, we got to hold everybody accountable, doc, to go back and take back what we once lived by, which is loving thy neighbor as thyself. Well, first of all, I love that challenge. I would love to see that challenge. I don't think people will take you up on it. And the reason why I don't is because people have come to believe that when we elicit the fight or flight response of people, we get their attention, right? So if we tell everybody the sky is falling, if we tell everybody everything's terrible and horrible, people will tune in. And so media has learned to do that, and they do that very well. That's how they get people's attention. I I, I really want to hit on one of the points that you made about we need to stand up and do something, because I, I really, really love that point. And there's a concept that I teach, and I want to share with our listeners. It's called diffusion of responsibility. Look, if if uh, you you pass somebody by, and there it's a very crowded area, and somebody falls down. There's a good chance nobody's going to do anything because everybody's going to walk by thinking, well, somebody else will help that person up. Somebody else will help that person up. But if there's no one else around and someone falls down, you have a very strong likelihood of picking that person up. 
Because what happens is when there are a whole lot of people, it's something called bystander apathy. Everybody thinks, ah, oh, somebody else is going to do it. And then what's going on inside each individual person is a concept called diffusion of responsibility. I diffuse my responsibility onto someone else. So I really love what you said about it's time for us to step up because you're right. When you see something that is wrong, it's time to step up. Look, um, I like when you reference, you know, people say you weren't allowed to do this or you'd come home and get in trouble. When I was younger, my mom told me, you will not watch a fight at the school without stepping in to break it up. So my mom is a very thin woman, but I was scared to death of her. So <laughs> I wasn't going to come home and say I watched the fight. <laughs> so I wasn't very popular with other kids when I would step in because everybody wanted to be like, oh, fight, fight, fight. But I thought I'm not coming home and telling my mom I watched the fight. So I'd step in to break stuff up all the time. And, uh, and I, but that concept really stuck with me, which is we can't just expect someone else is going to do something. We've got to do it ourselves. And that's really, really important. Because my a good a good friend of mine, uh a business partner of mine, Jeff Hoffman, um, um CEO of Priceline.com, is interesting because every time we speak, he always says this one phrase and I I never forget it, and it's so relevant right now. There is no they. There's no they to do anything. Mm. No, you have to do it. Yes. No, they will take care of this. No, they will pick him up. <laughs> they will make sure. No, there is no they. You are the day. Yep. <laughs> right. And, 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 and yeah. And, and that's what, and, and that's what I think the challenge doc. And I'm going to say this again, whether they take me up on my challenge or not, all news and media outlets stop reporting tragic things. I sat up last night, doc, and I listened to these people pretty much praise a guy, a serial killer, who had killed over 34 women. Jeez. He killed over 34 women and we're actually giving him airtime. Mm. We're giving him airtime, doc. Go give airtime to someone who's blessed homeless people. Go give airtime to someone who's built houses and giving kids another way. I just think, I think the narrative of what we're teaching is so backwards mm -hmm. and nobody is saying nothing and so that's why i'm really glad man that i walk with a with a partner like yourself because even when i get frustrated and i hear you explain something or express something a certain way it brings me back to a calm place and 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 because these things to me you know it's aggravating when when you don't see change happening, you only see more people trying to become more popular by by everything that our world is putting in front of them right mm -hmm. now. Right. I mean, I, I want you to pay attention to something. I want you to pay attention to to the most popular people on social media. And what I want you to pay attention to is I want you to pay attention to. How many followers they have. And when you when you pay attention to that, the next thing I want you to pay attention to is what are they actually selling? <laughs> that, what that is, what is their message? That is a challenge I really hope every listener takes into heart because 
I, yeah, I want to talk about that. We'll, we, we'll have to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hit on that point exactly. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. That excellent, excellent point right there that you just brought up. And, uh, first I just want to say, come back to, I, I agree with you and I appreciate what you say about, you know, being able to appreciate a walk with me because that's how I feel with you. And I met some people that were listening to our podcast and they said, man, what you guys bring to us really helps. And I said, that's because we're all kind of, I've used a phrase that you've, you've taught me before, which is we're walking through this journey together. And, uh, I like that phrase. We're in this together. There are going to be times when I, I've always believed that we need each other. We are a species that needs each other. And so we, we are walking through this with you, the listener. And, and I'm walking through this with you, Ray, and you're walking through it with me. But let's come back to what you said. Pay attention to the people on social media who have the biggest following. And then what you said next is what matters. What are they teaching? What are they saying? <laughs> if, if, if you pay attention to it enough, it will scare you. It will scare you the messages of popularity. It will, it will scare you. Oh my gosh. I sat down the other day and. We're going over it, you know, with my kids and my youngest son turned 16 the other day and, and I'm sitting there and I'm watching this language and I'm watching this music and I asked them to all sit down and I said, so I want you all to tell me what the last line, I won't even repeat it. <laughs> tell me the, the, the last line in that song. That you just heard. Doc, within a 30 seconds, that song went from drugs, mollies, rape, murder. Uh, uh, Doc, I, 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 I said, oh my gosh. I said, wait a minute. So take the beat out of it. <laughs> right. oh, you mean, so you mean to tell me you're 15 and 16 year old and everybody in here knows all of these verses? <laughs> we don't have a chance. It's, we do not have a chance if that's what our kids are listening to. And as a country, we're allowing it. That's no. crazy. And, 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 and most people don't realize that the, the brain is forming until your early twenties, maybe even your late twenties. So what you get imprinted on your brain is going to stick with you for the rest of your life. And I know that because I listened to, uh, I, I listened to rap my whole life, but there were some, some back in the day rap. I mean, when, when you and I were young. And some of those songs just come to me and I'll just start singing them in the middle of the day for no reason. I'm, I'm spitting out, uh, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. But the truth is what you put in your mind is going to be there. And so you're right. You're right. This is, if, I think it's time for us as a culture to stop saying it's someone else and do like you say, I'm going to take my kids phones. I'm going to put them in at 10 o'clock. You're paying attention to what they're listening to. You're paying attention to it. Um, our daughter brought home a book the other day that she's reading and I wasn't comfortable. I said, listen, I really don't want this gore. We, we've spent our entire life presenting peaceful things to her, setting up a peaceful lifestyle. So I'm not, ex I'm not okay with, uh, reading a, you know, a book that might be okay for other kids. The, the families might say, this is fine for us to read. It's not okay. Um, I, I don't want to put that in her psyche. So I think we need to take responsibility as parents, as leaders, 
to say, what are we really putting out there to put in people's psyches? Yeah, because the the bottom line is, I mean, there's a fact, Doc, like, you know, and I think the challenge is even deeper because if you think you're right, whatever your message is, and, and if you really think you're right, then morally you sit down and you write down the pros and cons and you write down, does your message help or does it hurt? Does it bring together? Does it divide? <laughs> does it, does it, does it, does it, does it bless children or does it curse children? If a child had to live and look at your life and say, what can I learn from your life? What are you doing that I can learn from? Could you answer that question honestly? Because I guarantee you, doc, I don't care what your religion is know how much money you may have and how you choose to live. When you go to the second phase of life, you will be asked a question. And that question will be, what did you do for my people who I gave you lead over? Mm. See, mm. see that, see that, that, that's a question I think people, I think we're not paying attention to when you start to, Watch these messages and watch these things. Yeah, oh my gosh, I can make my money. I can do all these things. But my, 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 one of these days, you can't count it. One of these days, you can't count it, Doc. Right, right, right. And you, uh, you know, what you and I, uh, people are going to be excited to, to see one of, uh, one of the new uh, projects you and I are doing is this new book together. But one of the concepts that we came up with and are talking about is how everybody is a teacher. And I think... I think when people really understand what you just said, that we are all teaching people. So if children are watching and you say, well, if children aren't watching, no, 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 no. People are always watching. People are always learning. You like, I really believe that we are always a teacher. In other words, someone's watching me doing something. They're learning from it. And what you just said, I think needs to resonate. And I wish I could reach in our listeners' hearts and have them feel what you just said in, into the depths of their souls, because the question you asked is profound. Is what you're doing going to help people or is it going to hurt people? What is your message really about? And, and, and I really like how you always say, write it down because I think it's easier one it's easier to say something in our mind and then play it off but when you write it down you crystallize the idea and now you can really ask yourself in in plain black and white ink is what I'm doing helpful for the world or not man let me tell you something and remember this because I remembered it and like I said, this ain't about name dropping. But I remember listening to a line that a female artist had wrote in a song. And I said to myself that day, Lord, help me figure out how to never allow my daughter to go down that road. Mm. I don't want my daughter to go down that road. I want my daughter to understand the real responsibility of a young woman, of what that responsibility looks like and how you carry yourself. And don't let nobody fool you to, to get you to think all of these other things about a woman. And, and, and man, let me tell you something that, that and doc to this day, man, 
I don't play with my daughters. I keep it real with my daughters because I watch and I watch people on how they exploit women. And I watch the things, man. And listen, I'm telling you, even when I was younger, you know, we all found ourselves doing crazy things. And I'm not this perfect person, but I'm sitting there saying morally, I switched out as a person because I said, have we lost our minds? You got to answer. You got to answer to somebody, dog. And when I heard that, the point was when I heard this verse, this verse degraded everything that I had known or to be raised that a woman should be. Yeah. And it came from a woman and, and it bothered me that much because my daughter was singing it and, and I, and I, and I, and I almost lost my mind, not on her, but the concept of that they were brainwashing my kids with this garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but you, you kind of just did and showed what I think what is so important. And a big part of what my yield theory is, is authenticity. Like if we're not living our message, people are going to see through it. And so you're living the message you're teaching, which is you're sitting down and talking to your daughter about that. You're talking about the lyrics. You're talking about what's going on. And you're talking about the morals and values that you want her to have. And I can't, and I can't stress this enough. There is not a way for people, to, for our young people to just magically get these ideas. We've got to live our ideas and we certainly just can't say them because if you just say something and children see us doing something else, they're not going to get it. They're going to get what they watch us do. It's like I've seen people, uh, who, 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 who maybe, um, are doing some sort of habit and then they tell their children, don't do that habit. Well, their children are watching it. So they're learning that habit. So. No. Yeah, it, it, we're, children, we are. Yeah, we're, we're teachers yeah, ch- and all the time. Yep, children learn exactly what they live. Exactly what exactly. they live. Doc, doc, this is funny. So check this out before we go. Check this out. So my son's 16th birthday, right? And we're having this party, and you know the DJ, of course, can't play no curse words. I won't allow none of that. And they get to the point, you know, where they dance and they dancing. And his mother comes over and she says, you won't believe this. I said, what's that? She was like, they just asked that could the, could the adult, listen to this doc, could the adults leave the room so we can turn up? (laughs) Doc, I told her. I told the DJ and everybody, party over. <laughs> if, if y'all want to turn up, okay, let's turn up. But it, it won't be in my, it won't be on my expense. <laughs> here's a one word answer for you, Mr. DJ. No, yeah, yeah, no, turn up. I'm, and I'm sitting there saying, what else do y'all, what else do you want to get done? Like, what else do you want to do? <laughs> So we, so we, we, we gave him a little bit of leeway and we moved to one side of the room. That's all we did. I said, I I'm not going nowhere. My eyes wide open. <laughs> you know, I got my little nieces and nephews there, but, but it shows you that it's not their fault. Right. It shows you what they're being taught and it shows you that we're crowning a bunch of people who are sending our kids down the wrong path. And and I think today was, I think today for me was more of an eye opener. I did not want to just get on here today and just speak about sports. Like 
like real life is not happening. That's why we started this podcast, because we wanted to talk to some parents who may be feeling the same frustration, some parents who who may need to take back, you know, control over your kids. You want to take back control of your kids. Treat them like kids. Don't let them act like they're grown because they're not grown. Don't watch. Don't listen to the same music they listening to. Don't sit around and bop your head to the same beat or same verse that you know does not help them. Turn the freaking station. If they're watching someone TV that you know they shouldn't be watching, turn it off. And I tell you this, if you're not 18 years or older, if a kid walks in your house, there's no reason for a kid to have their phone after 10 p.m. at night. I think it's some facts. I think it's some things that parents need to start sharing together and they, we need to start addressing these issues together and we need to start putting them out there and say this is the way it's going to be whether you like it or not that's what my mom used to tell me <laughs> i don't care if you like it or not this is the way it's going to be and right. that's the way it's going to be in my house and that's the reason why we started this podcast is to tell people we're willing to tackle life with you but when, if we're going to tackle it then you have to be able to exercise things that we're talking about a hundred percent. I agree with you a hundred percent. And to all our listeners out there who don't have, uh, children, or if you're, or you're just out there and, and, and you're a young person yourself, here's the other messy, other part of this message. Pay attention to what you're taking in. Don't just take in stuff without recognizing that it's impacting you. You cannot be bombarded with stimuli and then expect that that stimuli doesn't have an effect on you. It does. So whatever it is that you're listening to, whatever you're watching, whatever it is, just be mindful. At least start there. Be mindful what you're taking in and be mindful of the effect that it's having on you. This is all about life. That's why Ray and I set out to tackle life. So we hope you enjoyed that. Thank you for downloading the Tackling Life podcast. For more Tackling Life content, go to tacklinglifepodcast.com. From there, you'll find links to our pages on iTunes, Google Play, and other podcast sites where you can subscribe and get a new episode automatically downloaded every week. There are also links to the Tackling Life Facebook and Twitter pages where you can become a part of the Tackling Life community and give us feedback, questions, ideas, and suggestions. And please help spread the word and bring in new listeners by giving us a rating and a review on our iTunes page. Until next time, for Ray Lewis, I'm Dr. Christian Carter. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Teachers, administrators, and other school staff play an important role. Education can be a shining light, and it's really the equalizer for everybody. You are making a difference in people's lives, including your students. You can have a really bad day at school and still realize that what you're doing is making a bigger difference. We are the best profession in the world next to doctors, but even a doctor had a teacher. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now.